Welcome to episode 105 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week we play Telltale's Walking Dead Season 1, Episode 1, A New Day. This is the start of a five-part series that'll take place the first Wednesday of every month for the next five months. You can find all things Left Behind Game Club at Left Behind Club on Twitter, at Left Behind Game Club on Instagram, and the link to our Discord can be found at leftbehindgame.club slash Discord. Without further ado, we kick off our Walking Dead series right now. Let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him. His name is Mo Mertati. Hello, hello. And our second friend today, first time on the show, Cam Hawkins. He's a staff writer at DualShockers.com. Cam, welcome to the show. Woo! Welcome. welcome. Thank you, welcome. thank you. Cam, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Um, if folks want to find you and your work, where can they find it? Oh, uh, yeah, you can find my work over at DualShockers, uh, DualShockers.com. Um, I also stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the cinephile guy. And um, yeah, that's that's basically uh, me. But I've uh, been featured on IGN, uh, Inside Gaming, Kind of Funny Games Daily, um, and uh, more coming soon. Spawn on me. Spawn on uh, me, yes. Yeah, player, player me. podcast, many, many more. Good. We are excited to have you to talk here about The Walking Dead, Season 1, Episode 1. It's a game developed by Telltale, published by Telltale, RIP Telltale, um, RIP available Telltale. on basically everything uh, Android, iOS, Kindle, OS X, Linux, Microsoft Windows, Nintendo Switch, Ouya, PS3, PS4, Vita, Xbox 360, Xbox One. Episode 1 was released on april 24th of 2012 gentlemen if you had to give your fast pitch on the walking dead season one give me your one sentence pitch on this game i will start this time it is a zombie filled apocalypse that will punch you in the gut every 30 minutes guaranteed uh, who wants to give their one sentence? That was sentence a very long next. sentence. I- I'll kind of give it a shot in case someone doesn't know what a Telltale game is. I'll say it's a very interactive zombie story thriller mode. Th- sorry, comic book thriller, I guess. Um, it's very interactive where you're able to do a little bit of fighting, but not really, and still have a good time. That's also a long sentence. All about the run on sentences today, Cam. Maybe you can <laughs> help us avoid the run on sentences. Oh, definitely not going to be able to do that, but. Uh... I would say that The Walking Dead is about a man who protects a young girl in a zombie apocalypse based on Robert Kirkman's comic book series. What are your personal histories with Telltale Games and this game in particular? Uh, Because Telltale, although RIP defunct now, uh, they made tons of games, some of which we played on this podcast before. Uh, Let's start with Mo. Um, I, I think everything I know Telltale, the Left Behind Game Club has kind of showed me the way about. Uh, we played the Wolf Among Us, great game, I had a good so experience there. Good. So Batman, the Telltale series, that one was fun, and I think the trending word for that podcast was jank, because there's a lot of jank <laughs> situations mechanically with that game, but uh, it was a Telltale game, and then this is the third one, I believe, that we've we've played, and 
all I know is it's the same format, but now with the Walking Dead series, the TV show, I guess, which I've seen, I think, four seasons of. So that's my background. I know a little bit about the TV. I don't know much about the comic or the source, I guess, for, for it. So that's kind of hoping where we can kind of figure that out as we go. That's my background with it. And before Cam jumps in, tells us about his history, you've never played this game, right? No, no. This is my first time going through the Telltale series, The Walking Dead. Awesome. Cam, that is that is not the case for you, right? Oh, no. I I love this series. I love, like, Telltale in general. Rest in peace. Um, I've played every Telltale, like, game from, like, The Walking Dead forward, except for Guardians of the Galaxy and the second season of Minecraft Story Mode. I played the first season, which was surprisingly really good, and I don't care about, um, I don't care about Minecraft at all. Uh, but I, you know, I enjoyed the first season. It was, it was pretty solid. Um, but yeah, I never played the second one and, and it ended up like getting delisted and everything before I could purchase it and things like that. So I probably will never, unfortunately, will probably never play that ga- uh, game. Um, and then, yeah, uh, The Wolf Among Us is, uh, in my top five favorite games of all time, even though I really, really love, uh, The Walking Dead and, um, and Clementine is like my second favorite character of any medium. Uh, the Wolf Among Us is like just one of one of, if not my favorite stories in a video game. It is just absolutely Preach. incredible. <laughs> it's um, just fun, so, yeah. So I'm incredibly excited for The Wolf Among Us Two. I like was I was like one of the few people on the internet popping off about that when that was announced. Um, and then uh, yeah, uh, you know, I Tales from the Borderlands. Um, I I. I love the Borderlands franchise, but I'm not as hyped on Tales from the Borderlands as a lot of people are. Um, a lot of people like like to say that Tale, Tales from the Borderlands is Telltale's best game, and I highly disagree with that. Um, and then, yeah, I love the Walking Dead series. I've played through every season. Uh, the final season, which uh, finished up last year, was my game of the year last year. And beating, wow. Ki- beating Kingdom Hearts 3, which... I am a major Kingdom Hearts fan, so that speaks volumes. Um, I yeah, I absolutely love the series, and uh, I can't wait to to talk about it with you guys. Yeah, Dope. and uh, about me, so I guess I'd be in the middle of you guys, where I have played a few of the Telltale games, um, some on the podcast, some not on the podcast. Even games like Poker Night at the Inventory, which I thought was like surprisingly fun for what it was. Uh, I've played The Walking Dead season one, two. And I think three, but I did not finish it. Something that I will probably do at some point when I finish this series. Uh, The Wolf Among Us, great. Batman Telltale, great. Um, I am just really sad that Telltale isn't like a going concern because there are so many great talents that have gone on to do incredible things in the game industry. Mm Mm-hmm. Both writing, making games. I mean, Sean Vanneman and and Jake Rodkin have went on to do like phenomenal stuff. Now they're at Valve. They worked on Half Life Alex and and Firewatch. So uh, again, a game we played on this podcast, a game that's fantastic. So I'm just excited to jump in here and talk about The Walking Dead. My favorite my favorite episode is the second episode, but we are here to talk about the first episode, um, which is called A New Day. Uh, before we get into it, how did you guys play this? I played it on Xbox One thanks to Xbox Game Pass. I played it on Xbox One. And I played it on Switch. Uh, one of the first games I think I'm playing on Switch for the podcast, so I'm excited for this. Uh, I'm curious, how does it perform on Switch? 
I'm glad you asked. Um, fine, but during like the I guess the high intense like music interactive moments, especially like in like final fights, I guess so far, um, it will freeze up a bit, just like for a split second, like it'll kind of catch up on itself and then continue. So that nothing that happens, really I care about. I think that happens kind of across all the platforms. I've I've okay. experienced that on Xbox as well. Um, uh, one thing I might mention to you, I don't know for certain. I don't think. Every season of The Walking Dead is on Switch. Hmm. I would look in, really. I would look into that before you uh, continue because you might have you might would have to restart because you know the sa- the saves go into each season. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that like the first season, I think like I think the first season and the last season are on Switch, but I don't think two and three are. Oh, cool, cool, so, wild. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, again, like don't don't. Uh, Take that as the truth, but I'm. I think that is the case. Yeah. Well, I yeah, think. Yeah. And, and Telltale's. Uh, go ahead, Mo. And I was gonna say, I think I. Uh, I take it probably a season at a time, like on a. And I wouldn't mind switching it either to another one. I think I only own The Walking Dead season one. I believe. And um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, Telltale's in a weird spot from a business perspective because they went under, and I believe they kind of turned out like they're essentially like a holdings company or they were purchased and they're not the same same telltale essentially they're just making sure that the ip that they made are continue to be sold so it's i don't want to call it a holding company or shell company but it's it's not the former telltale that it was uh and it is it is tough to i mean the walk the wolf among us 2 is coming out uh being published by warner brothers um, but I think the problem was, and we talked about it on a past show that we did about Telltale, but the Telltale tool, their engine to make their games was notoriously, Bad. one, difficult to work with. And then two, did not go on every console. You know, Cam, you say bad. It did not go on every console, like, easily. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, yeah. One of the lead people at Telltale, like, made that that engine or whatever. And he was very adamant about them making all their games with that engine. Uh, but yeah, with the Wolf Among Us two, they're just licensing the IP to Ad Hoc, I believe, is the studio. Uh, Ad Hoc Studios, which are people who, uh, like some of the lead people that did work on the original Wolf Among Us, which is cool. Um, so I have, you know, I have good faith that the Wolf Among Us two is going to be a is going to be is going to be really good. Um, yeah, same. And I, I hope one day we get that Stranger Things game on Unreal that had been promised. But um, we've talked a lot about Telltale and what they are. Their games are, they almost, I don't want to say revolutionized the the adventure game, but they like really turned the adventure game on their head when this first came out in 2012, in that before, adventure games are very point and click, where this is, you know, it kind of is a point and click adventure game, but it has a lot of a lot more like dynamic choice and consequence to those choices. Is that a fair way to assess kind of telltale and telltales, the walking dead? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And art style wise, like comic book aesthetic, um, but maybe a little more, um, uh, but obviously like 3d models, right? Yeah. And I was going to ask that, like, did you play the original versions of the game? Like, or did you play the, the, the definitive series that like skybound did where they made it uh they made the art style look more like the actual walking dead comic book that's a great question so i when i first played it i played it on playstation 3 
and I think I played it like when it as it came out. Yeah. Uh, so I would have played the original. Yeah. But now, obviously, playing definitive. But it's not something that I looked at and I was like, "Man, this looks amazing, incredible!" Like it ran surprisingly well on Xbox mm-hmm. One. But it's not something that like I was blown away by. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah I I want to try out the definitive version, but I like you know I I played it originally on three on three sixty. And then um, the Xbox One versions uh, came out, and I bought those as well. So, you know, I, I still have, like, the OG versions. But I definitely want to try uh, playing through all the games with the new updated art style. I just know that when the game originally came out, there was, like, some uh, criticism. Like, it, apparently it wasn't, like, in super great shape. So I kind of held off on it. But eventually I will definitely look into it uh before we jump in to talk about the prologue um a, a tradition on the on the left behind game club for telltale games is to talk about how you want to play your lee and then at the end on the last episode we say like hey how did you end up like did your um did your dream or your thought of how you play lee end up being the way that you played it so i'll start and just say that you know on the on the podcast i have become uh, I've gotten quite the reputation for being a bad, bad man when I play games like this. So I think that the way I'm going to try and play my Lee is I'm going to play him in like an angry dad kind of way, uh, except um, that I'm going to, I'm basically going to be in it for myself and Clementine and where if anyone else is, um, if anyone else benefits my cause, then I will take them in and work with them. But otherwise, it's all about me and Clem. How are you guys cool. going to play this? Um, I, I'll go next. I, my thought process is I'm going to be fair, but I'm going to be aware of the circumstances. Like, one, we're in an apocalypse. we got to survive. Two, <laughs> you need community to survive. You can't survive on your own. So my whole mission here is to protect uh, Clementine because she's helpless. She has no one else, and I'm by myself too, so might as well lend my healthy services to help her out, maybe get out of this. But two, I want to see if I can team up or partner with some group of people so we can survive because there's no way you can just be out there with a tent and think you're going to be okay for the long term. That's how I'm playing it. Yeah, so the first time I played it, I was very uh, sympathetic and uh, you know tried to... I don't want to say like appease everyone, but just keep the peace at the, you know, in that sense. Um, But this one, uh, this time around, I kind of like want to make all the opposite major decisions. (laughs) And I'm kind of like thinking more from like an outside perspective than just like playing as Lee, where I'm just like, okay, I've I've seen this before this way, but what happens if I do it like the opposite way? Uh, You know, because there's certain, like there might be like certain characters that i like you know i want to i never got to see evolve because they were in like one specific part of one episode and then you have to choose to save one or the other like one or the other so um that's kind of the approach i'm taking with the game uh cool this time around but it'll be fun to see if you kind of stick to stick to that perspective as you go through i mean you've yeah. played it before I, I i love that in this case you and i have both played it mo is new to it so I'm just really interested to see how some of the shocks end up affecting Mo. But yeah. uh, we start with the prologue, which is uh, kind of the section that sets up the entire episode. You play as Lee in the game, and you start the game in the back of a cop car. Uh, the the game takes place in Georgia. Uh, so essentially, you are being taken to prison by an officer when 
the madness begins. Did you remember the game starting off with as much of a bang? Or how did you feel about the bang when it happened? Um, and the bang I'm talking about is like when your car crashes. Yeah, so just to give the, the context, so when you're in that car, you're being, uh, I guess, escorted by a police officer. It seems like you're under arrest or you're being transferred to jail. I can't remember the, the, the specific, but essentially you've, you've been in some kind of trouble and you're stuck in a police car heading somewhere and no one knows about any apocalypse or nothing. This story does a really good way of like, uh, I'm sorry, this game does a thing where they never give you information uh, until you really like have that initial question, like why is it? What's what's ha- what what's happening here? That question gets answered, but it's maybe like a scene or two like down the road. So when you're like, oh, why is he being arrested? What's his issue? Like whenever anyone someone asks something, like hey, uh, did, why are you? Wh- where were you? Were you with a police officer? You never really know the answer yourself as the player, even though Lee knows it. So, sorry, I lost track of thought. What was the question? <laughs> no, the question was, how do you feel about it starting off with a bang? So oh, you've sorry. said, hey, car crashes, you don't know what's happening. What did you think was going to happen next, Mo? I don't know. I feel like this is the escape. This Because you were in that police car and you were being arrested and there was no way out, you're kind of en route. That big bang and it crashing to me was like, okay, this is the opening. Because when you're in that situation in that backseat, it's like, how does someone get out of this? It was a convenient, I guess, out in that situation. That's all I thought. Okay, here we go. The party's about to start. There's a zombie somewhere. And sure enough, it's our friend, the police officer. Who you have to shoot in the face. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So the the vehicle essentially crashes. Uh, You were talking with the police officer initially. And you find out that, hey, he's kind of out dead in front of you. You're coming to, to, to your consciousness. And you realize, I think, like, hey, I need to proceed from here and he turns into a zombie that police officer and starts attacking you that's that wake-up call it didn't surprise me it was very like stereotypical to me i felt in that situation like it's called the game is called the walking dead there's a guy dead in front of you obviously he's gonna stand up and try to attack you in some way that's what i thought i thought it was really. Uh, oh sorry sorry i thought i thought it was really uh, interesting that um like you know when you when you're trying to escape from him and you're grabbing the shotgun and 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 he and then Lee's just like you know don't make me do this he still has like that level of shock where he doesn't realize like this person is a zombie <laughs> this person is de- is is the dead walking the walking dead <laughs> that uh it's just i i just thought that that's a very it was a very uh simplistic but real way to uh show how Lee like what Lee is feeling right now. Um, at, at this point that he's kind of an empty campus, empty campus, empty canvas that you will fill as the game goes on in this terrible, terrible world um, that starts in a police car, goes on the road, and then you just kind of walk to a home trying to find out, okay, what do I need to do next? And that's when um, Lee meets kind of his right-hand woman for the game, uh, Clementine. This one kind of uh, made me suspicious, man. I, I was so... I, <laughs> okay, so, like, you, you're pulling up to a random house. You, first of all, you were just involved into, like, an extremely violent car crash. Like, and you were just in the backseat. It seemed like it was, like, a car from maybe the 90s. So let's talk about, like, safety. It definitely didn't exist there. You Ford get blow- Crown Vicks, baby. Those exactly. things are indestructible. You're, the police officer's, like, dead, and you, like, are limping with your legs. But you're like, hey, 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 let's walk up to this house storm in there there's there's blood everywhere you can see something is going on it just went from zero to 100 i guess really quick 
Um, and all of a sudden, the sole survivor is a ten-year-old girl who's like I figured out. I'll just stay in the the attic. Sorry, in my treehouse, have enough food, have enough water, be able to take care of myself. It's very, very like perfect scenario and i guess that's why we play video games to like explore these <laughs> crazy scenarios where this child is going to hand me a hammer so i can defend myself from a zombie that wants to kill me yeah i, I almost want to take it from perspective like when the game came out too because like now we've been all kind of thro- zombies have been in our face for the past like 10 years it's like it was the the hot item of the time maybe like before we were like obsessed with all the zombies like if there was a zombie apocalypse i'm gonna assume people don't know what to do but i feel like these shows and these games have trained us in the event that it does occur like we're not gonna hesitate like take out the head that's how you get rid of the zombie like it's it's kind of like the standard how, how do you proceed in this situation and these guys they don't know because maybe they haven't been bombarded by all that stuff and i guess the one thing that i didn't quite remember is that This game, like, for the first 30 to 45 minutes is going to make you kill a bunch of zombies in the most brutal way possible. You know, the first time it's a shotgun and the second time I believe it is a hammer that you have to, like, hammer into the babysitter's head in a very visceral way. What was this game rated? Is it like uh, it's rated hard M? Yeah, hard M. Hard hard M. Okay, capital M. M. Okay. Yeah, yeah, hard M. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, if there was a higher than M, maybe not for adult content, but this would be like M+. Man, you know, I, fi- I wonder sometimes with these Telltale games, like, if they... Them being an M, I think, like, takes it away from, like, the masses and maybe, like, the younger crowd. Like, maybe that's one of the reasons why they're not, like, selling too much. Like, it's too graphic and they can't get that lower rating and maybe they can't push the skews because of it like maybe that's where we i mean this game sold gangbusters yeah i don't don't want to like say it didn't but it this game sold gangbusters yeah actually yeah yeah one thing i do want to mention that's really cool that i uh think isn't talked about uh enough is that this game stars two black characters because like for like i would i like I'll, i'll hopefully admit that like i think i think it was not until season three, where I learned, like I knew or recognized that Clementine was black, because th- based off the art style that they do for her, it's kind of uh, ambiguous in what oh, her yeah, race see that. her race is. Um, but then there's like a picture, like the picture of her, her and her parents. Uh, like if you see it more up close, like sh- yeah, she's she's definitely at the very least part black. Um, and you know, so for me, I never, I never really thought that she was black, and really, I didn't. I thought she was like part Asian, part something else. Because again, like just like how, how the art style was, like with with her eyes and things like that. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think that's 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 super cool. Because like, yeah, I can't uh, even think yeah. of a, another game. You like can't that, think but... of another. Can't think of many other games that uh, that star a black character, let alone two. So, <laughs> especially like the and, main and leads voiced. Too. Yeah. yeah, voiced by, like, the legendary Dave Fenoy, who's, yeah. like, got the okay. deepest voice you will ever hear. Thank you for bringing this up. Who is this person that I feel like has comforted me comforted me in so many other games before, <laughs> and I can't identify it? Who is Lee's voice actor? That's the guy you're referring to? Yeah, so yeah. Dave Fenoy is the, is the voice actor. What has he done before? He's done, he's done other games. So, like, he was Lucius Fox in the, in the Batman games. Yep. Yeah. Um, he he's actually, both the Arkham's and the Telltale games, he That's plays exactly Lucius it, yeah. in both. Uh, and he's done, he's basically, like, 
the guy who does tons of like additional voices in games uh, where I, I would imagine this is his like biggest role. Yeah, he's uh he's also bl- uh, Bluebird in The Wolf Among Us. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah he uh he basically has some sort of role in like all of the Telltale games after the success of um you know, the first game. So yeah, he's he's done a um a, a lot of things. I'm trying to I'm looking I'm looking at his like IMDP page really quick to see if there's anything <laughs> else that's more uh more iconic. But yeah, he's done he he I think he has a role in like every um, every Telltale game. Yeah, I just um, I always remembered him as like like you said being in the Telltale games, but specifically how he got the the Lucius Fox role in both the Arkham Batman's and the Telltale Batman's, which was to me, you don't usually see that happen where the same voice actor gets like the same voice for different franchises. Um, but done by different studios. But yeah, Dave Fennoy is great. Um, like you, Cam, I, I thought that Clementine was Hispanic because of the the graphics. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm very happy to see uh, representation in games because we need more of it. To be yeah. honest. Hell yeah. Um, the uh, after you meet Clementine, uh, she is just adorable and she doesn't know what to do. So immediately your your thought is like, hey, come with me. We're either going to go in the day or the night. Do you guys remember if you decided to, you know, go in the day or go in the evening? Uh, originally, I went during the day, but this run I went during a night. Okay. I want to know what happens at night because what possible... What? How can you come to the thought process that you should leave somewhere <laughs> at nighttime? That's what I, 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 I. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, I have to click it because that's an impossible decision. But I'm like, I'm not doing it. It's not worth scary monsters attacking me. Uh, it's it's funny uh, in this case because um, if you go during the day, I think you actually end up being in more trouble than if you go at night. Oh my god. Yeah, so in the day, you have to, like, help move a car, and then in the evening, I think you just, like, literally pull up and, and meet Sean, and then go to Herschel's farm. Yeah, there's a cop, and then there's uh, Sean, and then you just, uh, you know, he takes you to, to the farm. But yeah, and then during the day, it's uh, Sean and uh, his friends uh, are out there instead. Uh, Chet, Chet. Yeah, and... Yeah. But then, like, at nighttime, yeah, Chet. Chet is already turned, and he's a zombie. I think here is kind of the first choice. So the one thing we haven't touched on yet is this game, like, and a lot of Telltale games give you these big choices that have kind of consequences on the rest of your playthrough. So usually in Telltale games, there are five of them per episode. Sometimes it's it's a little more, like, sometimes there's six or, like, a choice that has, like, more than two options to it. And the first choice here comes when you, uh, when you get to Herschel's farm and you're given the option to either lie to Herschel about your background or to tell him about exactly kind of what you're all about. So uh, I will start and tell you that um, I I, for some reason, decided I was going to be honest with Herschel and just not be a liar, uh, just be very, like, a straight shooter in that respect. So I did not lie to Herschel. Did you guys lie to Herschel? I didn't, uh, I didn't, say, any, I didn't say anything to Herschel. I didn't tell him anything about, um, about the back, or like his background or anything like that. I chose the, the honest option based off of my, like, little snapshot of my decisions. But um, I remember there was, I, th- I think in this one in particular, I forgot to hit a button in time. So I, I think it auto-chose that option, I think. 
Because I'm pretty sure that's one a, of the first That's ones. a fair thing to bring up, Mo. Do you want to talk about like the timer and how you have to make your decisions pretty quickly? Yeah, a lot. Of, I feel I don't know. It, I, there has to be a thing where in more stressful questions that are like direct, you have to answer now. There's a little t- countdown clock that goes by pretty quick, and I feel like it's three seconds for the high intensity things, and maybe five for like normal questions. Um, so if you don't click something in time, it'll default to no answer, and that's also an answer, I guess in the storylines you could have like not it could be like you didn't give him any info you didn't answer the question you didn't not answer the question you might think you're a jerk and you see these little blips at the top left of your screen that kind of indicate how that character perceived your response whether it was silence or an actual answer clementine will remember or lee will remember at the top that you sided with them yeah and and that has like consequences on on the the remainder of your playthrough in in this one I don't necessarily think that this decision had much impact on the greater story, mm. but I think that the next decision that you have to make like pretty quickly, it's almost like for the first hour, it's setting up the entire game, it's telling you about the characters, and then very quickly in the last hour, you have to make a series of very important decisions, including um, what happens between Duck and Sean. Yeah, so in my situation, the Duck and Sean situation, that was because I left during the day and we had like the choice, like, hey, who would you save before we escape kind of thing? Is that, is, wasn't that the case? I would say, uh, I'd say like, uh, I don't think uh, that choice changes any way if you leave at during the day or at night. Gotcha. I think I was just confusing the sequences. For some reason, I feel like the Duck and Sean situation happened right after you were honest, but that's later on once you're with Yeah, the the, that's the yeah. next day. Gotcha. Yeah, and and you meet new people at the farm, which is something I I failed to mention. Is you meet Kenny, you meet Katja, you meet Herschel, who's who's like central to the Walking Dead fiction, and uh, Kenny and Katja's son Duck, who is a um I would call him like a dopey little five year old boy. Is that kind of a fair assessment? Maybe he's a little older. I would say he's like yeah, he's a little he's a little rambunctious. Yeah, that's. He's, That's probably how I would describe he's him. He's the best way to describe him. He's that rowdy five-year-old, six-year-old kid that's always being yelled at by his mom to like get down or don't touch that. <laughs> he's that kid. Yeah, yeah. You're coloring on the wall. Stop doing that. Like comparing comparing like Clementine to Duck, just like easily. I mean, Duck Duck definitely seems younger just in general compared to Clementine. But even even so, like with that uh, slight age difference, like Clementine is just much more mature than Duck. Like, way more mature. Yeah. And I don't know why, but so uh, what ends up happening is, you know, you are helping Herschel and his son, Sean, kind of secure their farm to make sure that zombies don't end up getting in. And as you're doing that, the, the scene that is set up is essentially just like a tractor. There's a fence. And then, you know, imagine that on your right is Duck, who's sitting on top of the tractor, and then Herschel's son, Sean, who is maybe near the fence. And what happens very quickly is zombies end up approaching because, of course, it is a Walking Dead game. And very quickly, you're given the choice of who are you going to save first? And it's it's something that, Mo, you said you have to make in a, in a pretty quick decision. Usually, it's like five to ten seconds that you have to decide. And... I don't know why I made the decision I made, but I decided to save Duck first, which to me, if, I, if I'm trying to be like super individually focused where I'm like, I'm going to do what's best for me, I should have tried to go for Sean first because he's just muscle that I can use, you know, to to further my causes. Yeah, I, I kind of see that, Jacob, but I chose Duck for my reason and it's his dad. 
So his dad came off as like a very like good like caretaker, loyal, takes care of his like family and his son and all of that. So I felt like he would be a more reliable like ally in like a community we might build versus maybe this kid who has like his dad who's kind of rowdy. And I think I said something like I, I didn't answer his question directly. Like, how do, how do you know Clementine? I think I gave him the wrong answer because I didn't know how I knew Clementine. I didn't want to tell him just a random dude who grabbed this kid from their house. So that was like a negative, And they're already suspicious of me saying, oh, you lied to my son. So that's one of the reasons why I picked Duck. I was like, I'm going to get good points with the dad and we can keep all each other together. Clementine has a friend to play with. These are just, the, I'm just trying to build that easy survival future because this is an apocalypse. So this choice for me was uh, the first time was really hard because, um, you know, I watched The Walking Dead before I went before I played this and I already knew who Herschel was obviously and things like that. I was like, I, I liked Herschel as a character. Like I understood like, you know, um, his viewpoint on things and, and, uh, things like that. And so like when, and, and, you know, and then Sean like say, saves you, like, you know, you don't know what, where you'd be if it wasn't for Sean. And then, but I'm just like, but it's a, but it's a freaking kid. You know what I mean? You gotta, yeah. you gotta save mm-hmm. the kid. Mm-hmm. It's a kid. Um, so I, you know, originally I saved duck, but this time I saved Sean. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So both Mo and I saved duck. You saved Sean, uh, in the walking dead. What they do is they give you a percentage meter usually. And I think it's platform agnostic. What I found is is that in this decision, I I thought it was by platform, but I, I could be mistaken. Okay. Uh, we can compare on my platform. It was 30% chose duck. And 70% chose Sean. Gotcha. Yeah, because okay. that, that was the thing was that I found Duck annoying. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, this, this kid needs to, like, calm down and, you yeah. know, like, there is an apocalypse happening right now. Chill. Um, yeah. Be more like Clementine. And, uh, but, I, you know, again, like, he's a kid. Like, just come on. So, I, you know, I ended up picking Duck. But, like, uh, fun fact... Regardless of who you pick, Sean dies. Oh, what? I, I kind of was expecting that. I'm like, this kid's not just going to die. That's going to yeah, be no, ma- no matter what happens, Sean dies. So for me, uh, I tried to save Sean, and Herschel came in to try and help as well, I believe. Um, and then uh, he still, you, you, you still lose him. And then Kenny saves Duck. And then Kenny gets mad at you for not picking Duck, even though Herschel, you know, even though like, you know, he's trying to save someone else. Like, you know, you you can save your son. Like, I'm trying to save another person. True. That type of that type of situation. Um, and then uh, for me, Herschel basically uh, tells uh, everyone to leave, but he's like thankful for Lee that uh, he at least tried to save him. Yeah, and the thing I understand about like a, a Telltale game is that. You know, they can only create so many forks when they're developing the game. You know, forks are finite in that, like, they can't create a fork on a fork on a fork on a fork, like, infinite times because, like, development resources are finite. But some of these choices, and you'll you'll hear it as we go, 
are give you almost the same outcome, but there are a few choices that fork in a way that give you entirely different choices for for an episode or more. I want to go through those uh, the, the the first couple choices we did percentages because mine are completely different from the number you said, uh, and I think they're skewed. Maybe maybe they're just switch exclusive because almost all of mine are down the middle, like in the fifties. For either question, so I think they're off yeah. or something. Yeah, I think they're based off the platform. Uh, I think I don't yeah. think it's like a compilation of all the platforms. Yeah, that, that would make more sense. So just to, to give you guys reference, like I said, I honesty lied to Herschel question mark. So it says you and fifty four percent of players were honest. So that's like a split down the middle, and then the duck one was also a fifty two percent split. Yeah. Hmm. So I think a lot of them were fifty fifty, and maybe we'll go off of your r- responses. Maybe they're more accurate no most of them in this case for the xbox one version at least were 50 50 except and that's that's what developers of the game have said is like we can write the best story but we know that we nailed it if we see the stats and we look and we say the choices are 50 50 like that to us is that we did our jobs and made like a a really Mm -hmm. tough choice duck and sean was the only one that was 30 percent 70 percent but we're very close to you on the other stuff gotcha okay Uh, so from there, you end up going to the Everett Pharmacy um, in town, and you end up meeting a series of new characters, again, meeting another character that is central to the fiction of The Walking Dead, who is Glenn, who is in the show, played by Steven Yoon, who is fantastic in everything he does, and you meet Lily, Larry, Doug, and Carly as well. Uh, some of these people are bad, and I hate them. Well, I don't know how you guys felt about some of these characters Wait, right did, away. Did you mention uh, Lily's dad? Uh, yeah, Larry, Lily's Larry, dad, Larry. He Larry. sucks. Yeah, Larry, Larry <laughs> sucks. <laughs> um, but I'm going to be his best friend in this playthrough. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm excited that you're doing all these like off choices, because some of them, like I got to the point where I'm like, no, 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 I'm Lee now. I'm making the decision based off of me, and I'm not going to help this person in a lot of situations. So it's cool to see that. Yeah, I just think it's, yeah, I think so it's Li- fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Lily is like a like gruff leader. Her father is a, a just terrible racist human being who's yeah. like an old dude. He's basically... Doug... Oh, sorry, sorry. He's basically Chevy Chase from Community, but not <laughs> not satirically. Not satirically. <laughs> yeah, that is such a fair assessment. Yeah, that's basically uh, Larry... So how would you describe Doug then? Here's the thing. I don't know Doug very well until uh, until later because, you know, when we're going to talk about farther down the line, there's a decision between him and another character. And I chose the other character and spoilers, Doug dies um, if you don't pick Doug. Uh, so, I mean, he just seemed like a very honest, like stand up individual, like very much like probably like the nicest of like every character like he's he's literally just like the nice guy that should get super far just because of how good of a person he seems you know what i mean um but depending on what you do as lee may not work out yeah i find like they do a lot of things where like it's the 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 character's writing like the script in there they kind of give you that indirect like i might be a bad person i might not be a bad person and he never gives off any bad signals he's very like this guy is ally so when i ran into him it was long it was more so like he's has no issues right now so he is friend until i have a reason to not want him to be friend so that's where i took doug 
I, I feel like he's maybe just a little bit like dopey and nerdy and maybe not as social as some of the other characters, which may hurt him in the end, but like very nice. And I never thought of him that way because spoilers in my playthrough, I ended up keeping Doug, which in my first playthrough of the game, I kept Carly. So I wanted to just check out what Doug was like. And like the whole time I was just being like, oh, Doug, just like, let's go already. Like that was my feelings toward Doug. Yeah, Carly, um, I picked Carly the first time because I felt some sort of, like, sexual tension between her and Lee. Am I not, am I, am I not the only one who felt that, like, the first, like... Uh, nope. You didn't feel that? No, I felt oh, you it. Felt I felt it. it. So I was just like, oh, okay, okay, Lee. And then, uh, and I, I just, I liked Carly as, uh, in general, like, I felt like she was kind of like, a, she was... A realist like she wasn't you know but not in like a rude way she's just like hey we should do this because of this and but like not the way like lily and larry are where they're just like super selfish and super like uh aggressive it's just more like hey let's be rational about the situation um you know and some but sometimes that made her that did make her come out like some sometimes as like a little a little rude or a little mean but like i always like knew where she was coming from which is why i really i really liked carly and i just felt like that her she she seemed a lot more uh wise like i feel like that you know um she would in 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 a in a group in that type of situation she would be more beneficial to the group than doug um, who's just like seemed like a very nice guy that's just trying to survive out here. Um, yeah. <laughs> like he, she would take a more leadership position. Um, so mm. uh, that's why I originally picked Carly, but this time I chose Doug. Yeah, Doug. Oh, Doug. But uh, before you you get faced with that, um, you, there's kind of two main locations for the rest of this game, and it's the Everett Pharmacy, which we talked about, and then a motel. So you flip back between the Everett Pharmacy, you go to the motel, you go back to the Everett Pharmacy. And some of the big stuff that happens at the Everett Pharmacy before you go to the motel is you meet the group, you kind of learn a little bit about them. There's a walker that ends up like coming out of a closet inside of the pharmacy and threatens Duck, which again can either cause your relationship with Kenny to get better or worse. And then Lily finds out about the pharmacy owners who, again, if if you're listening to this episode or you're listening to the series and you want to play The Walking Dead, what I would suggest is that you kind of hit pause, play the game, come back. We will be here when you're ready. Uh, but they find out that the pharmacy owners were actually Lee's parents. Mm-hmm. Yep. That um, one I, I think was like very like... You, they, it gives you it puts a little bit of humanity into the character you're like oh my goodness what is this guy thinking right now he's he's just back at his family pharmacy he's probably his brain's probably spinning like i grew up here i walked here when i was a kid and then like that one scene where you see his brother who's become a walker outside of the pharmacy and you can yeah, kind of that, see him like that's like that, that's really like c- cool to write in and like do effectively and i think they did very effectively like, yeah, that was it, a it felt- that was a really rough, uh, really. I think that was like the first really rough scene in the in the game, where you. Uh, well, there's a lot. Yeah. Uh, I like. I think. I think it's just like more like tragic. I would say, um, because there is one one uh, something that does happen before that that is, um, that is uh really rough as well. Depending on 
the not even depending on what choice you make it's it's rough regardless um but yeah it's just it's just uh really really sad that like just imagine like putting yourself in lee's shoes like i don't have i'm an only child you know but like i I couldn't imagine like having to put down one of your family members um in a in a situation like that mo you and i both have brothers so it would probably be very tough for us to like see my my brother's younger and if i saw him in that i'd I'd just be i'd want to die honestly yeah yeah, that one would definitely be a little bit uh, be jarring. Like if 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 I, if you saw a sibling in that state, I think that's when the hysteria would begin because you know there's like no coming back. So like to, I, I kind of when I saw that, I'm like I can see him struggling, but it's almost like there's that wild comfort of like once they're like gone, you're like okay, at least they're at. I don't I don't know. It's it's such a like very um, complex situation where like you don't. Of course, I'd be hysterical, but I think I'd be hysterical as soon as you recognize you've lost your loved one, and it'd be them in that Walker state, stuck in a position that's they're gone. Yeah. Um, the motel stuff is mostly just. Uh, should, wait, Jacob, I forget Jacob, exactly. Sorry. Did we, should we tell them that we took like a little break there to like have a group cry and hug, and we got we're finally over it. <laughs> the, the the scene of yeah. the killing your brother. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm just like I'm just like let's go, let's story. And yeah. Mo's like, but dude, like have a heart, bro. My lead does not have a heart. <laughs> I think the third choice you have to make is around um, is around loyalty. Uh, I know that I I talked a little earlier about like what happens with Duck, but we didn't specifically say, hey, you have to basically side with Kenny, who is someone that you came from uh herschel's farm with or that you decide that i want to make loyalty or or increase my loyalty with the new group that i just met just to kind of get myself closer to them so maybe i can live a little bit longer in the zombie apocalypse what was uh did you side with kenny or did you side with the new group was this one the punch in the face when uh i think was it larry coming out saying like hey no we can't have any more people there's not enough food to can't feed everyone and that's when you choose larry's terrible yeah he's like do you side with larry who's telling hey screw everyone else we just got to protect our own or do you side with kenny who's like hey let's help each other let's build a community i chose kenny i sided with him and i think we we tried to clock larry and then he just ate it as like a heavyweight boxer could and i think (laughs) knocked everyone out afterwards so yeah i sided with kenny and I, i took a nice punch for it yeah i was very uh loyal to kenny on my first playthrough um i really i really like uh kenny and um as we get farther into things like you know um i again don't i don't want to get into spoilers but uh i um i yeah i really like kenny um and uh so i did that i did that but there were there were the thing with kenny and i think i think kenny is one of the most interesting characters like throughout the entire series and i think the reason is is because like there are times where you just like are worried about him and like his like thought process and like his not even, and not even that just like his mental state um like across the entire uh, like uh, like across the entire game um and just like kind of where his head is at and i think that uh but i think that like at the end of the day he is always he's always like loyal like he's always uh trying to do what is best for the people he cares about and things like that um but during the uh during this playthrough i sided with with the new group okay um i 
that's that's must be really interesting giving like given how much of a like piece of garbage um larry is like that must be really tough to just say like i know you're a piece of trash but i i want to side with you i sided with kenny because like you said he's loyal he makes questionable decisions but he will always be loyal mm-hmm. is that tough to like have to like get close to a character who is actually vile and terrible to a certain degree it's more or less like like from my like the way i'm playing it it was just to kind of see what happens but from a more just like you know why that choice make could make sense to me is just like not trying to you're not trying to like you know you already know that kenny is like kenny's like with you you know what i mean but you need to put your trust into these other people just like they need to put their trust in you like if i'm in a zombie apocalypse you know and i meet people that i don't know like you have no idea what they're they're gonna do like you don't know if they're going to try and be aggressive towards you they that you don't know if they're gonna try and trick you like it is a you know when there's there's no order you're just you should just like expect the worst like that's how i i would approach it in in a zombie apocalypse until you could like prove that you're not going to kill me in my sleep or anything like that (laughs) um that's that's kind of like how i feel uh if i was in that position um but like but in the but then like in another viewpoint it's just like hey like i feel like if they would have done something to us they would have done something already by now and they haven't right so let's give them the benefit of the doubt let's try and figure things out and if we can get more people to join us we got more people on our side which will make us survive longer fair um terrible people um, the one thing I don't have in my notes is the the part of the game where you have to make it to the motel. I don't exactly remember why you had to make it to the hotel or the motel. Do you guys remember why like you decide to leave the motel to the pharmacy? Yeah, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Cam, but I th- I'm pretty sure the situation was Glenn said he was going out to get supplies and he said he heard that there was someone st- stuck at the motel and we have to go back and save them. And that's, yeah. I think, what sparks that argument. Like, we have to go save them. It's like, no, we don't. We can't feed any more people. And then it's like, oh, no, we do have to bring them back. We have to save this person. And that's why you mm-hmm. go to the motel to hopefully clear the zombies that are there and bring back this person who's stuck there, like at the motel, which has electricity and all that fun stuff. Too. And the motel is, is interesting because it is kind of the first time where you have to, like, get into a more, like, action-packed, like, stealth sequence because you have to flip back and forth between, like, different cover points which I don't necessarily think is like the the most well executed or like it's it's a different style of gameplay but obviously it's not like the the most fun you'll have in the walking dead but you move between different uh cover points in order to take out all the zombies that are around and get into a motel room where you know someone is hiding uh, so you go through all that, you make it to the motel room and you discover that in the motel room, after you get your ax, there is a woman inside of the motel room who immediately starts being like, I can't believe like the whole time she's like, please don't come in here. And you just ignore her and end up breaking her out of there. My, my favorite line in this, in the game so far, in, or sorry, in this episode was, uh, when you finally break her out of the, the, the room or whatever. I think she mentions something like my boyfriend died, like he got shot, and I think Glenn pops his head up and goes, "Oh wait, you have a boyfriend?" 
And I was like, did we just get driven all the way out here because homeboy wanted to like date this person? Like, what's going on? He's trying to get to. He's trying to get the second base. Like, yeah, literally. He's like, wait, you have a you have a boyfriend? <laughs> like, wrong place, man. Like, that was the funniest thing. This whole ordeal was pretty much I felt because Glenn wanted us to bring back a girlfriend for him. The character from my memory is uh, someone that seems to be kind of religious. And so from memory, I remember them objecting to, and and correct me if I'm way off base here, but they don't want to live anymore in this zombie apocalypse. And kind of one of your big choices then is like, okay, so what am I going to allow this woman to do? So am I allow this woman to do, am I going to give her a gun to kill herself or am I not going to do that? Yeah, so more specifically, she uh, she's been bitten. She's been bitten, and she and you, she's just like, "Hey, put me out of my misery, misery." Like, I don't want to turn into one of those things. Um, and you basically decide whether or not to give her Carly's gun or not. Uh, and yeah. So what what did you guys do? Did you guys give her the gun, or did you refuse to give her the gun? I can't remember my thought process why I did this, but I did not give her the gun. I think because of the fact that I thought like she's dead already. Like what's like what are we doing here? Like she's already lost. <laughs> oh. Um and I think I think oh. uh Savage. I, I, yeah. Just because my, my result is saying that I refused it, but this might have been the one where I didn't answer in time. Um so that might have been the reason why I refused it, because I can't see myself choosing that option. Like she's suffering. Yeah, and see, I was a savage because I wanted to conserve ammo, and I'm like, no, oh. like you're already gone. I'm being a savage person in this playthrough. I'm being the big bad wolf of this game, so I'm like, I'm going to conserve my ammo. It's for me. You can just go ahead and turn. If, it's a waste if they of kept a track of ammo, yeah, if he kept track of ammo, I understand that, but I think you're being senile here because I don't think we're we're ammo hunting anywhere for the for, for the game. <laughs> But but I get it. I get it. It's more so like you're this is the moral path you've chosen, so you're going to be treading along that path. Yeah, I'm gotcha. not a terrible person, I swear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so first first I want to uh preface that I would never give someone a gun for them to kill themselves in any scenario. Uh that being said, I gave her the gun. <laughs> I I gave her the gun uh cuz you know, originally I did not give her the gun. I wanted to see what happened if I gave her the gun. Um, and because, you know, this is, fi- this is fiction, not real life. I would never I would never in real life give someone a gun to kill themselves. Um, that's no joke. Uh, and so, yeah. So basically for me, uh, she, you know, you, uh, you convince Carly to give, give her the gun. Because at first Carly's just like, no, like, are you crazy? And then, uh, you know, you convince her to give her the gun, and then basically uh, they were going to leave. Like, you know, we can't watch this this woman kill herself. Um, and and then Lee says that we need to stay because someone needs to grab the gun. So Lee tells Carly and Glenn to uh, leave so they don't have to watch her, you know, uh, shoot herself. And and uh, you watch her shoot herself. Mm. it's 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 tough yep i uh just remembered from your your explanation there cam why i refused to give her the gun so i did choose that i I definitely for sure refused to because in no way shape or form in a survival apocalypse situation am i giving a firearm to anyone outside of like my party that i like i I trust 
securely. She could have easily grabbed it, shot us both, and then game over kind of situation. Why are you extending that level of like capability to someone you don't know? Like we're not in a movie right now where if this was a survival situation, you're not giving that to anyone, no matter what. And here's the thing that's really interesting about uh, this this interaction, regardless of what choice you pick, both are equally rough. Like both are equally uh, sad because you know if you if you do get, if you don't give her the gun, she tackles she tackles you guys over the the stairway ledge and dies and then she grabs the gun and still shoots herself and then like lee's just like yelling no like don't shoot yourself like that type of thing and it it feels like shout out to dave fenoy it felt so real in that in that uh in that one specific moment uh more you know more than a lot of others where i was just like jesus like that's that's terrible um so just on the on the Dave Fenoy point, I, I found at many points through this game, although he has like the deepest voice you'll ever hear, I found like there was a lot of texture to his voice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you could easily tell when he was, you know, sad, um, apprehensive, like whatever the whatever the feeling was, you could hear it even if you weren't watching the screen. That, yeah. That's just how how good his voice was. There's there's voice acting that just like is you see why they're doing it and there's voice acting where they just fill the role. This guy like it's he, it's emotional. You can tell he's putting emotion in the words. Like there's people read some people just read scripts. He's like performing the script. Mo is a little more practical, uh, whereas some of us were had different interpretations. Uh, we talked about Lee's brother. We talked about the pharmacy. So I guess what I want to do is kind of just push us to the, the final sequence here in the first episode. There's a lot that happens in this first episode. But in this first episode, you have to end up finding keys to a pharmacy office to help out um, the father, to help Larry out and get some medication. Uh, but when that happens, you allow a bunch of walkers that are outside the pharmacy. So you've gone pharmacy, back to the motel, back to the pharmacy. You've allowed a bunch of walkers into the pharmacy itself and that is when you are faced with the biggest decision of the entire game that forks the story for you uh in a major way for future episodes uh you know let's let's imagine all the walkers are crashing in on the on the pharmacy and two of your characters carly and doug as we mentioned before are taken by walkers at the same time. And much like the first sequence in this game where you have to choose between Duck and Sean, you again have to choose, am I going to help Doug first or am I going to help Carly first? I, in this decision, I want to give a little bit of context onto Carly because in my playthrough, um, she actually catches you in like the pharmacy's office looking at a family photo. And she tells you like, hey, I know who you are. And it's the first instance where they kind of explain Lee's backstory and why he was arrested, like who he is, blah, blah, blah. So she tells him, hey, I know you're the son of the pharmacist. I know you got you got in jail or whatever for killing a senator, I believe, because he was sleeping with your wife. Uh, so you're a professor at some major university. And she's a news reporter who like covered the story. And that's why she knows everything. And if beforehand, she tells tells you like hey can i trust you i'm not going to tell anyone but like this is going to be between me and you so it sets up that situation that carly is the only person that knows the probably the most sensitive situation about you that you were essentially like a felon on the run and no one knows about it and you haven't told anyone so it's very suspicious but she's extending that olive wrench like hey we're in a post-apocalyptic situation i'll be on your side so my decision do i save carly or doug my thought process was if i save 
Carly, she has a, a the the firearm, I believe. Um, but also, I was scared that she wasn't gonna die in this situation, and that she's gonna be like, "Oh, you tried to kill me because I had that information, and now I lo- I, I lost an ally who could have been really helpful." So that's th- pretty much the reason I put together to save her versus Doug, because I figured we've got a lot of Dougs. <laughs> That's a very interesting way to uh, go about it. And I didn't, I like, you know, I personally didn't really think about it. For me, yeah, I was just more just, again, like, I felt like there was a, a relationship between Carly and uh, Lee developing while, like, oh. Doug was just kind of doing his thing, like, keeping watch. And, like, that was, that was basically it. Uh, but that's actually really interesting that you uh, mentioned that. And I think that's, like, kind of a really. I think especially uh, now is like a relatively controversial uh, way to look at people is that like, you know, a lot of people like, oh, this person did this one bad thing. Like, you know, granted, normally it is really bad. And then they're just like, this person as a whole is like terrible. Mm-hmm. And then there's, and then there's like this situation. Well, granted, it is like literally to to not die and survive. And you have to place your, you just have to place trust in people in that sense. Like, she's just like, you know, I know you did all this stuff, but I don't care about that right now. I want to survive. Can I trust you? Like, that's that's just, like, mm-hmm. how it how it is. And I think that that is a really... I don't know. I think it's a, just really interesting to me um, that, uh, you know, if... Like, if I were to... If I was in that situation, you know, and I knew that this person killed someone like you know if i like granted she had more details i was like oh like lee killed this person because he slept with uh his wife like that seems like a more like one and done murder you know like he's not like gonna be like a serial (laughs) killer uh but still it's it's still just like you did commit murder (laughs) you you did murder somebody um or at least you were accused of alleged yeah uh, and uh you know, sentenced to jail uh, for murder. So it's uh, I don't know. I I, did, I, I, did, I I don't I didn't really think about that uh, until you brought it up. So that's a interesting way to look at things. Yeah. No. I I I think um the I also gave the credit that if she was a news reporter and she was investigating it, she might have a good picture of like this guy's character because she might have seen every single like the story from like accusation to the evidence presented to the conviction to all of that. And she still was able to extend that olive branch. Like you said, if it was survival, you'd be so nervous to have a murderer in your community. So her dismissal and like saying, I'll keep this like between us as long as we're cool. Like we have to survive. I, that was also that thing where it's like, okay, this might be an ally who knows, but yeah. How, how did you guys decide and who did you decide between? So I just wanted to quickly say that, um, you know, Lee killed a state senator for having an affair with his wife. He is a, like, college professor. So I can't imagine what it's like in a small town like Macon, Georgia. I actually don't know how big Macon, Georgia is, but I'm I'm assuming it's, like, a small-ish town. Uh, I've worked in, in small town radio, and I can tell you that, like, when a story... Uh, takes hold in a community. Yeah, there's 153,000 people in Macon. So, like, when there's a story that is the big story, like, everyone knows it, every detail. So I, I can't imagine what it's like to, like, go home, even in, a po- in an apocalypse, and not be in jail and just worry that the whole time that you're going to be, like, you're going to be discovered. Um, my decision was very easy. It was, like, 
I haven't played the Doug route, so I am just going to see what Doug's all about. Uh, I'm, I'm a terrible human being. So the whole time where I was playing Doug, I was like, oh, dopey Doug. Like every time he was doing a thing, I just like thought of him as like a very dopey person. Uh, so in my playthrough of, of season one, even like after I made the decision, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to regret this decision or not, not to keep Doug, but he- here we are. We're going to keep going with it. So I chose Doug, but it was strictly a, I hadn't seen the Doug route yet. Um, Cam, you, you chose Doug too, right? So yeah, I ch- we got two Dougs and a, and a Carly. Yeah. Again, I chose Doug specifically to see, cause, cause yeah, he's the one, uh, character I can think of off the top of my head right now in season one that I just still know nothing about. And I want to see what, see what he's all about. So, sorry if this is a silly question. So does this mean my whole story has no uh, Doug and yours has no Carly and they're filling in the role pretty much in their own way? Um, we don't know. I actually, okay. I, like, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I really don't okay. know what happens to Doug at all. Like throughout the season. Gotcha. So that's gonna so be like tune in. To find that's out. gonna be a that's gonna be a fresh experience uh, for me. Cool. Yeah, I I, I know that like. Our endings, and again, spoilers for, like, mild spoilers for Walking Dead Season 1, but, like, we kind of end in a similar place, but imagine, like, a diamond where, like, as we go through the playthrough, you know, more choices will kind of emerge, and then as you get closer to the end of the game, like, your choices kind of converge. Um, But imagine that, like, they aren't going to make two entirely different episodes, but, like, in some instances, unique situations will happen because you chose Doug over Carly. And in this instance, on the Xbox One version at least, it was 51% Doug, 49% Carly, which I don't believe because I think when I first played it, like you, Cam, I was like, man, these two characters, they got some sexual tension going on. Maybe uh, Maybe we should keep them together. Um, and that is kind of uh, where the, the story ends. As you uh, kind of escape the pharmacy, uh, you end up going to the motel, which is where the, the episode kind of ends. Uh, you lost some characters along the way. Um, Stephen Yoon's character's name Glenn. is... Glenn. Glenn. Glenn ends up leaving and kind of leaving you uh, to your own devices and... From there, it just kind of gives you the the screen where it says "coming up soon" on the next episode of The Walking Dead, and and that's kind of kind of where it ends. Basically, they're planning on uh, they kind of tease it during the thing for the next episode, but basically they set up shop there. They end up like securing the motel, and that's kind of like their their base of operations going into uh, episode two. The one thing, Jacob, that they actually do to, like, end the scene is, like, so you make it to the, the, the motel, and it's all lit up, it has electricity, and they're like, okay, it's good we're here, we're safe, at least we have running electricity, we have running water, we have beds to sleep in, and all of a sudden, all the power goes out and shuts down, and that's like the, holy crap, they're now in a motel with nothing, so they've just moved to a new location that they don't know nothing about, and now tune into next episode, like... These characters just keep continuously getting like the worst end of the stick, but I feel like that's Robert Kirkman's Walking Dead, mm-hmm. where doesn't matter what you do, you're always screwed. 
And that is the end of the episode. Uh, did y'all have any final thoughts about episode one? I will quickly give you mine. Uh, a heck of a way to start a, uh, a game. Uh, although, um, you know, playing it for the second time, uh, it, it wasn't as bombastic. I'm sure if I were to play this again for the first time, I would be surprised at many of the turns. Oh, yeah. And I'm just excited to kind of get into the, the further episodes, uh, at the, the next episodes as we go. One thing I do want to mention before uh, we head out, just because you're saying that is that i had my because you know my my fiance uh celia she she's like not a huge gamer but she does like to game and i i told her like uh like i want to name uh our like if we if we have a daughter i want to name her clementine like that's how much i love clementine as a character and uh cool and uh and i also just think like what that just what that name means to me based off, off that character as well i think i also think it's just a beautiful name um and I told her, like, you know, that, hey, I want to, like, name my, uh, like, I want to name uh, my first daughter Clementine if we have a daughter. And then she said, why? And I basically was just like, you just need to play The Walking Dead. And I just, like, and then she ended up oh, playing cool. through the entire, se- like, all four seasons. And even after the first season, she was just like, you're absolutely right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. And, yeah, so she's, you know, we so we've played through, uh, she played through all the seasons uh, for the first time last year. And she just absolutely loved it like she uh we caught uh we uh dressed up as like lee and clementine for uh halloween last year like she was like the more like you know uh uh no i'm uh, not going in spoilers um but yeah so we uh we cosplay uh, uh cosplayed as them for halloween uh which was fun and uh you know she has clementine's hat and like we we've, we've bought like the walking dead like vinyl and all that stuff like we uh yeah we uh kind of like uh that's like a kind of a big connection to our relationship and stuff like that. So it's cool. Mo, what are your, what are your final thoughts? I think it was a great start. Like, um, we're, it's, it's a great start to another telltale game. Like I've, I've played these games before, so I kind of know what I'm getting into. Um, the, the voice acting is keeping me interested and keeping me engaged. I'm really into it. I'm really hoping I don't get burnt out by the constant like zombie thing, but I think that story and the acting is what's going to keep me into this thing. Uh, that is our uh, first episode in the Telltale Walking Dead uh, Season 1 series. Uh, keep it locked to the Left Behind Game Club feed, where for the next four months after this, we will be giving you one episode of this series per month, the first Wednesday of the month. So stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, you can check out all things Left Behind Game Club at leftbehindgame.club, on Instagram at leftbehindgameclub, and on our website at leftbehindgame.club. If you want to hang out with folks that love to talk about video games, there's a place you can do that, and that is in the Discord for the Left Behind Game Club. Mo, where can people find the link to that? The best way is to jump on our website that Jacob just mentioned, leftbehindgame.club or leftbehindgameclub.com. Um, we have a Discord link that will redirect you directly to the server where you can can join and kind of join the discussion if you notice we didn't cover every single thing that was in episode one so a lot of it will probably continue on in that forum uh, so feel free to jump in get some game deals we uh there's g- game keys being circulated now uh thanks to uh one of our members manglewort shout out manglewort um so we'd love to have more members and we're looking to chat with you today tomorrow and in the future Cam, again, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, we loved having you. Uh, if folks want to find your work on the internet, uh, where can they do that? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, the Cinephile Guy and uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Cinephile Guy. 
excuse me, and I write for DualShockers.com, and uh, you can follow DualShockers on Twitter at DualShockers. Um, and uh, if folks want to see what you play on Twitch, what do you typically play? I play like a wide variety of games, chill, like as a chill stream, just me like... I use it as a way for me to play game. normally play games that I normally kind of kick to the curb that like oh like you know the backlog or like games that like I, I, I always tell myself like I need to play these but then I don't um, so like this is kind of like my excuse to actually do them um, but right now I'm replaying through Kingdom Hearts 2 which is my favorite game of all time I'm just playing it like I'm basically playing it the hardest way possible um, right now just just for fun um, because I because I've been wanting to play Kingdom Hearts 2 again for for a minute so um, but uh, for the month of October even though this is coming out later, but like right now, uh, I'm gonna be streaming through uh, all of the wa- uh, Left 4 Dead campaigns. I'm gonna play through all the Left 4 Dead campaigns oh, with some cool. friends uh, during the month of October for like Halloween and stuff like that. Because that last uh, stand update came out a few we- uh, like a week ago or something like that, and uh, we played a little bit of that, and I immediately was just like, "Oh man, I want to play through this entire game again." <laughs> Mo, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they do so? Uh, you can find me at Emirati on most social media platforms. I'm also streaming on Twitch at Shanaron the Dragon, um, but mostly in that Discord server. That's where I kind of keep the most active to chat with our members. You can find me on the internet at Jacob McCord on all major social media platforms. Uh, I'm on Twitter. That's where I do a lot of tweeting. I'm on TikTok making Pokemon card content. Uh, I make occasional YouTube video essays at youtube.com slash Jacob McCord. And I have another podcast called Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast where we dissect video game movies. Season one just wrapped up, but we are planning season two for 2021. So make sure to check that out at cutscenes.ca. Uh, Mo, Michael's not here, so you have to close it for us. What do we say to him? And that, my friends, is one last episode left behind. Did I say that right? You did. You nailed it. Okay. We've made difficult decisions. And there are still more ahead of us. Two people aren't enough to save the galaxy. We need the toughest. Smartest. Deadliest allies. We need you. We need you to join us. And listen to Reignite. A certain point of view podcast about storytelling. Love. And Mass Effect. Join us every other Thursday as we fight for the fate of an entire galaxy. You can find us everywhere you get your podcasts. Or at certainpov.com slash reignite. We're counting on you. We should go.